0: who are doing big things, learn new skills, and most importantly, give you actionable steps to make a difference today. Let's go. Hello. Thank you again for joining me on another episode of Social Workers Rise. I am Katherine Moore, and today we are going to talk about the social worker field in general. So social worker month is upon us. It is less than a week away. And I figured it'd be helpful for all of us to know where we are as a field and where we're going. It kind of makes sense to know you know what's happening out there in the world what are other social workers doing what what are the trends and what should we be prepared for going forward um this week has been a little hectic and a little wonky for me so i found out firsthand that the stomach virus really really attacks very quickly and luckily i work with a lot of nurses. So this is what happened. I was sitting there in a visit with my doctor, the doctor that I work with, and this new patient that we were consulting with. And our visits are usually about an hour long. And about, I knew at the beginning, I wasn't really feeling all too great. And I was just really tired and lethargic. And just wasn't you know a little nauseous, and I was you know I was like, okay, whatever, you know, maybe just just a bad cheeseburger from the day before, and so I was sitting there, and as the visit went on, like fifteen minutes, thirty minutes, I was sitting there thinking, Oh my gosh, I'm gonna puke, I need to get out of here, and that is the last thing that I want to do with these new people like I didn't want to leave in the middle of the visit because that's so rude. But I figured it'd be much, much worse if I actually passed out and or puked in the middle of visit. So I just said, I'm so sorry, I have to leave. And I walked out and I was feeling kind of queasy and, and I told my coworker, I said, hey girl, I'm sorry, but I have to leave, I'm not feeling very well, I have to go home and and oh my gosh, I have to sit down. <laughs> And I grabbed the closest chair and I passed out, like fainted into this chair. And my coworker was like, oh my God, the social worker is passing out. The social worker is fainting. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, this is so embarrassing because I'm not one to really like attention or people fussing over me. I just, I just, I just don't handle it very well. I don't like it, but All of these nurses and medical assistants run, like there's five or six of them. They put a little oxygen thing on my finger. They pricked my other finger to touch my blood sugar. They put a blood pressure cuff on me. Within less than a minute, all of this was done. And I'm just so dizzy and out of it. It was awful. And I was like, no, I just, can I just go and lay down and... And they and they wheeled me over, and I was like, "This is ridiculous, you guys! I can walk." They're like, "No, no, no, we can't have you walk. We must wheel you over." So they wheeled me over in the little rolly office chair that I was in, and wheeled me to a medical room. And one of the medical assistants was like, "Here, I'll transfer you." I was like, "No, I can stand." And he's like, "No, I'm gonna transfer you." I said. I'm thinking this is this is ridiculous you guys, but you know, whatever. I I get it. They need to be extra safe and I'm just uncomfortable with all of this attention cuz plus I'm sort of new there. So I've only been there I don't know, a couple months, maybe 2 or 3 months. So I don't really know all these people either. It was just so embarrassing. Anyways, I discover I I at first thought I was just dehydrated because I had been watching what I eat and eating a little bit less, you know, to get that summer bod ready. Summer's right around the corner and it's my favorite season. So anyways, but it wasn't that because they gave me some food and they gave me some sandwich and an apple juice and I felt a little bit better. And normally if that happens, you just eat food and you drink some water and hydrate and you're better. You're good to go. But the whole next day I was just, I was out for the count. I did not leave my couch for anything. I slept most of the day and it was awful. You guys, it was terrible. So last week I spent recovering with that, but I think it was a good thing because I was able to rest and relax. And maybe that's just what my body needed at that time. Unfortunately, I think I gave the stomach bug to my mother-in-law, but she got over it in in 24 hours. So, it was fine. It was just it was just hectic and then that day, you all know how it is. You miss one day of work and shit hits the fan and it's just it's hard to catch it back up. But I'm caught, I'm all caught back up. And I did want to do this little episode on here because It is important that we know where we're going, especially as Social Work Month is upon us. We're going to have all of these great events that are happening. It would be amazing if these things could happen all year. Um, But I know that we all are busy, and a lot of these are volunteer-based events. So I'm really grateful for the people who are putting things together and organizing things. So first, I just wanted to... review kind of where we are. And I looked at the Bureau of Labor and Statistics and social work is happening. It's a really, really hot field. It's going to grow more than most fields in the next like eight to 10 years, which is really great. So if you have a social work degree, you have job security basically is what I'm saying. And overall, we're going to grow by 11%, but that's kind of like the average. So, children, family, and school social workers, they're going to grow by 7%. And then the biggest growth is really, really, really going to be in healthcare and mental health and substance abuse. So with healthcare, and I'm seeing this in my field as well, we're going to grow by 17% in the next year. So that means we're going to be adding on another 30,600 social workers uh, in the United States in the next eight years. So that's pretty awesome. And I can tell because even within... My little area, there's been a shift and more of an appreciation that I've noticed since I started in that. Let me see. I've been a healthcare worker uh, like five years now, and I feel like there's just a more of a shift towards appreciation of social workers, at least in the environments that I've been in, which is really refreshing to know and to see because we are there. We save, we save healthcare companies a lot of money. Let's be honest, you guys. We save them a lot of money, and we really help take care of the whole person because the doctors are specialized in their medicine and the physical part, but we all know that when we get sick, like I was, gosh, I was sick for literally a day, and I go back, and my stress level is higher. I have all of these things to do, I am feeling guilt that I didn't do these things, and just all of these emotions because of that one health situation, and that wasn't even like really a big deal, it was 24 hours, so given all these people who have these health conditions, like serious ones, such as cancer, COPD, diabetes, their physical limitations are much higher. They're unable to work. They are at higher risk for being depressed. There's the families who are acting as caregivers who they're affected too because it's added stress for them because they're worried about their family and maybe they have to take additional time off of their work. So it's really a ripple effect. And healthcare, the healthcare industry is realizing that if we can get in there and have social workers assess really the person in their entire environment, not just the medical situation, but do they understand what the doctor said? Are they able to read the medication bottles? Do they need reminder calls? Do they need transportation to get to their appointments? And do they need FMLA paperwork filled out? Do they need, maybe there's been a recent hospitalization or a change in health. Maybe now they need a caregiver to help keep them safe and to help them get food so that they can take their medications and they can really reap the benefits of all of the healthcare interventions that they're getting. And so I'm really happy to see that. The social workers are able to help a lot, a lot of people just manage their, their own health, improve their health. Um, What else? We're avoiding people having to go back to the hospital, which saves people and healthcare companies, you know, a lot of time and money and energy and stress. And so it frees up, well, hopefully it frees up the emergency rooms for for things that are truly an emergency and all of these preventable preventable problems are not going in there. And I know that we have a long ways to go, but it definitely seems like there is beginning to be a shift of healthcare providers really appreciating the value that that social workers bring and their expertise and their ability to really connect with and work with people and their patient satisfaction scores go up if people are feeling better they're going to be a lot more happier with their health health insurance so that's another thing that these health companies really really appreciate and also too with the substance abuse and mental health I'm not directly involved in these industries per se, but I definitely do see people who come in with substance abuse problems and, of course, you know, with mental health problems. But I've seen in the, in the society and culture as a whole, there's been a really a big shift and a big awareness in the fact that everyone needs mental health support and it's not it's not as stigmatized as it once was I feel like especially amongst the younger population and there has been a big push for more mental health services bullying suicide intervention uh, depression Um, there's been a loneliness study that our youth The generation, what do they call them? Generation Z? The people who are teenagers and in their early 20s right now, they're actually the loneliest population, which is definitely a really big shift from before. So they're lonely, and the uh, seniors are also a really big lonely population. So, all of these new studies are coming out. People are starting to talk about it more. I know when I was in school, about 10 years ago, you, I didn't hear anything about mental health, and if I did, it was mental health in the psych ward. It just wasn't really talked about, and if you had depression, you were, you didn't talk about it. It was weird, it was scary. People didn't know how to react and now people are so much more open to mindfulness and to meditation and to these little little ways to decrease anxiety and and decrease the depression so i'm really really happy to see that there's this shift going on now and it's very important and this is an amazing opportunity for social workers to continue to be at the forefront of this movement. I don't know if we are at the forefront because a lot of times we're we're tired from our jobs and and burnt out. Um, and I think that this is definitely an opportunity for us to advocate for ourselves. We as a profession are just amazing at helping others, advocating for others, speaking up for them when there's injustice. But for ourselves, I don't know that we're that strong. I don't know that we're that dedicated to really advocating for ourselves. I hear so much the saying, Oh, I didn't get into social work for the money. Well, I sure as I didn't get into this field to be broke and to be going to the same food bank as my clients. I mean... A lot of us, well, I'd say most of us, if we're a social worker, we at least have a bachelor's degree and a lot of us have a master's degree and we've even gone on to get our license, which is an additional two years of education and CEUs and training and sometimes people have to pay for the supervision, which is an added expense. So it's very, very expensive to to do the work that we do and we do it because we love it. This is our passion. A lot of us have gotten into it because this is just what we're made to do. I know that that's my story. I feel like I am a social worker through and through. My whole life experience and personal experience has just really primed me for social work. I don't know that I would fit into any other field. I know that my passion and my drive is to help people and I'm really good at it. I've practiced a lot. I have been doing this for 10 years and I'm really good at it. I know that there's people that I have helped and I wouldn't trade this for anything. However, at the same time, I do know my value. I know that I'm saving my company's money by helping these people. And I know that these healthcare industries are making a lot of money by using social workers, which is why, you know, it's a business, they're not going to hire people that aren't going to be helping their bottom line. And I would love for social workers to, you know, start thinking about that and to start advocating for ourselves as far as our salary Uh, right now according to the Bureau and Labor Statistics the the median salary for social workers is $49,470 per year and that equals out to about $23.79 an hour and that's that's just the median. So people in the social work field are making anywhere from typically from like $23 an hour to up to um, and up. So it's anywhere from like 30000 to 81000 per year is really the main range that we see. I know that it also depends on your state too a little bit. If you're living in New York City, the median income is 54,000, and compared to LA, LA is 56, almost 57,000 for Los Angeles. Uh, So it really just depends. But what I was noticing with these wages, so, so 49, about 49 is the median and i was doing some some numbers and i found that people who according to the bureau of labor and statistics people generally with a bachelor's degree make 60,000 a year and people with a master's degree make 71 almost 72,000 a year and that's the the median income per year. And I was thinking like man, we are so so far below this. We are about 10,000 and 22,000 dollars difference per year. And and I would like to see that changed, especially since there is more value and people are beginning to become aware of everything that we can do and the impact that mental health and the the counseling that we can provide, the impact that we have to change lives. I would like to see us be a stronger advocate for ourselves and just, you know, don't be afraid to negotiate your salary when you get a job. Don't be afraid to... Um, to ask for a raise when when or if you feel like you deserve a raise, don't be afraid to inquire with your boss, you know what what can I do to increase my income? because it's not all about the money and money will not buy happiness, but what money can get is freedom. It can give you freedom to to spend your money and to use your money in ways that matter to you. So if you want to donate to a cause that you want, you can start your own business. You can, you know, do so many things. You can sponsor families. You can do so many things and it gives us freedom and it just gives us the the power to choose and to live our life in the way that we want and also to save money to to get a house to get a better car because I mean I know I'm in my car a bunch so um, so yeah so I'm hoping that that is going to be just a way that we can continue to advocate for ourselves but I mean overall our job growth is looking spectacular you guys it's very very exciting. And also too, there's a global conversation about social work. I really hope that we can continue to work together from all parts of the world because our problems, the problems that I see here in the United States, I know are not just special to the United States and to California. I know that people are lonely all over the world. I know that they have health problems all over the world. And so I'm really excited that, you know, technology has given us the power to collaborate with one another, to come together, to form a worldwide community of social workers, of people who want to make a difference and who want to change the world for the better. And with that, there's uh, the grand challenges for social work. And this actually came out of, where are we, by the American Academy of social work and social welfare. So the grand challenges is just a call to action to get all of our social work field in in focused and and really addressing these core areas that need to be addressed. So just generally, they separated them into three categories, individual and family well-being. So that's Ensuring healthy development for all youth, close the health gap, stop family violence, advance long and productive lives. And the second area is stronger social fabrics by eradicating social isolation. I particularly love that one. I think that might be my favorite. End homelessness. Create social responses to a changing environment. And harness technology for social good. I really like that. I think that that is an area that social work can really contribute hugely to. And we are being underutilized in the technology sector. And the third category that they have is adjust society. So promote smart decarceration. Build financial capability for all including us social workers, and reduce extreme economic inequality, and achieve equal opportunity and justice. So these are the areas and I I completely agree. I feel like these are very comprehensive and creative. And I just love that there's these conversations going on. And I can't wait to be part of you know new conversations and ongoing conversations and just be part of a worldwide community where social workers come together, collaborate, get creative to help each other, help our industry and also help the people that we serve. So in conclusion, you guys, if you are in the field of social work, there will likely always be a job for you. And There is an increase in the amount of the mental health awareness. The demand for social workers is growing. The job growth is growing. We just need to be sure that we are advocating for ourselves, that we are getting paid the value that we bring. What we're worth, that we're not undervaluing ourselves or our services or our interventions, and also too that we are able to retain social workers. I know I heard a stat where the social worker burnout is around three years that's That's really short, you guys. That's not very long at all. I mean, it took me more than three years to get my my social work degrees and and i i remember around year 3 it was really hard and i remember thinking to myself like okay this is what they were talking about as far as the burnout because it's right around that time where your enthusiasm and your you know your the newness of the job and the field and having your degree has kind of worn off. And, and maybe you're not really taking care of yourself as well as you should. And you're just in this, this go, go, go this grind, grind, grind mode of, you know, let me just save the world and help everybody. And at that point, you really need to Evaluate and see. Sorry, my throat's getting dry. We don't edit on here. I don't have time for that. We keep it real around here. So <coughs> um, I'm sorry, excuse me. So we really see or I saw around the three year mark that it was hard, and I definitely remember talking to my supervisors and talking to my co-workers and my close family and friends like I don't know if I'm meant to be a social worker I don't know if I can do this and I really had to do some self-reflection and it took a lot of support to just help me realize I am making a difference and the system may not be perfect but it takes people like me and like you who really, truly care in order to, to give anyone hope, to give hope that the system will work. And I think with all of this said, it is important that we get together as social workers, that we really take part in our community, that we, we get together and we collaborate um, and that we really form a collective voice, you know, not just that, you know, like the grand challenges is a really good example, but a collective voice in our own communities of social workers. And a, and I would imagine that once we get together in our own community with social workers and we then talk to social workers on a worldwide level, we, our problems probably aren't going to be that much different. That we experience all of the same things on different levels and we can really learn from each other on how we helped this problem, how we were able to accomplish our goals and really allow us to get creative and brainstorm new ways. You know, we know that Every therapy technique is not going to work for everybody. When someone needs to go to a support group, another person may need to just go to a therapist or maybe they just need to be by themselves for a little bit. Even therapy isn't for everybody. And just like our therapeutic interventions are unique to every person, I believe that the systems that we have set up they're set up to help everyone, but they're not for everyone. They're not designed for everyone. And it's really going to take social workers like you and I to get creative, to figure out different ways to help people cope with their problems and help people really improve their lives. How do we empower them to To see all of the strength and all of the power and all of the resilience that they and you possess within yourself. Because every single one of us has things that we're passionate about, has people that we love, has our own unique talents and powers that we are freaking awesome at And I just want to be able to draw that out of everybody and draw it out of you. Like, what is it that really lights you up? And what is it that you could just do, like, every single day? What is it that you live for? What is it that gives your life meaning? Like, what is it that you love to do? And how can we use those skills in a creative way to help people, And also to help ourselves, maybe to make another stream of income so that we can have a little bit more freedom. And also too, you know, with that getting creative, we can be our own advocates. You know, we're, we're stronger together. When one of us falls, if we're, if we have someone else with us, they can help us up and they can help pick us up. But if we fall and we're by ourselves, that's when we're really in trouble. We don't have anyone that would be there to help pick us up and to cheer us on and to encourage us and support us. And I believe that I know that social workers are some of the most amazing and supportive and just just kindest and most compassionate people in the world. So, with that said, you know, get together with a community of social workers to get creative and and to really be our own advocates because going forward, we're gonna need each other, and especially <clears throat> and I don't know if I should branch into politics, but especially you know if politics and if our leaders you know are trying to to undermine us and and don't necessarily know our value. Then that's something that we need to show them. We need to be prepared. We need to, we need to be ready. To show that we make a difference. That we deserve the wages that we are asking for. And that we bring value to every industry. And to every person. You know in some way. And I would love to see social workers just get creative and um, come up with new ideas I love you know that people start nonprofits and for-profits and coaching businesses and unique ways that they use their skills to help other people you know it's it's amazing that there's just so many different ways that we can use our skills I've heard lawyers and businessmen and business women say that the skills that social workers possess being able to to read people to understand people's emotions to be able to build rapport super fast that is so so valuable in the business world and just so so really envied that we can do that so easily So we really do have marketable skills and I'm just excited to see where we go and what happens, you know, in the coming years. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Social Workers Rise. If you loved it, write a review and give us five stars wherever you listen to your podcast. This just helps other people just like you find us and join our community. Also, I would love to connect with you on Instagram. You can find me at Social Workers Rise. I can't wait to see you next week. Bye.